May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our refuge. Amen. Well, there's a word that I want to begin with today. Connection. Connection. Everything about all saints ties to that word, connection. Our connection with God, our connection with our one true selves, with those living in the here and now and those that have passed, and with those, or and with the larger environment around us. We hear the word connection echoing throughout the collect today. A prayer that was being addressed, and it said this, knit us together in the communion and fellowship of all the saints. Isn't that a wonderful image? Knit us together. It reminds me of years back when Margaret and the younger kids on one of our youth-led Sundays, made, they did, worked on a project all week long where they said prayers, put them on little strands of blankets uh, or paper, whatever it was, and made a blanket, and then they put it over the altar. And it's such a wonderful image of knitting us together, as well as we get to welcome a young one into our fold today with baptism. Just think of all those that have gone before us, everyone now and all that will come after us knit together. We hear the word connection spoken in the psalm, or I guess we sang that today. The earth is the Lord's and all that is in it. The world and all who dwell therein. Do you hear the connection in that line? And especially we hear connection in the passage we read from Revelations to the Revelation to John, beginning with the line that states, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. It may not be obvious to it at first, but connection is woven all throughout that passage. We have to know something about symbolism to understand it. What the symbols mean in, in that letter that John wrote and to the churches under his charge, we have to remember that, in, especially in the book of Revelation, it's like reading fine poetry. We have to use that same approach, looking for the picture in the words and that, what it paints, rather than trying to place it in a literal box. As in poetry, the symbolism is so much more than the picture that we first see. In this context, it's very important to know that the symbol of the sea has great and deep meaning. To the original hearers of this letter, the sea meant chaos. From the very first chapter of Genesis, they would have told that story over and over again about the waters of chaos and how God brought order into that chaos in separating the land from the sea. They would have known the story of Noah, which, which is a story about God unleashing the waters of chaos and then promising never to do that again. So then when, when they heard the word sea, their minds would naturally link to its chaos. The chaos that divides heaven and the way of Christ from the way we sometimes find ourselves living our everyday lives. There was and is chaos. Separation between the life God intentions us to live and the everyday life 
that can sometimes pull us away from that. You don't have to venture too far, especially in this day and age of technology, to see the brokenness of this place. War, famine, oppression, natural disasters, pain, sickness, leading to death. So that is the picture when they hear the word see. They would have in mind the way, the way that God and chaos and then that ensues to separate the world we inhabit, the secular and the spiritual. Here in this earth, they would pray that God would remove the chaos and to help them navigate the, the chaos of the seas. The promise they would have heard in return is a promise that in the here and now, we can still find hope. God continues to connect heaven and earth by healing the brokenness, and there will come a day when the sea of chaos is no more. And that is the picture they had in mind when they heard about a new heaven and a new earth, and the sea will be no more. They would have heard about connection, God's will being done on earth as in heaven, all brokenness banished, connection with God, with self, with others, and with the whole of creation all around us. All Saints Sunday reminds us that God is already in the business of connection. As we affirm this connection today, we are actually doing two things. First, we celebrate the connection we already have. We celebrate a reality that because we are knit together in the communion of saints, we still have a connection with those that are here, but that we see no longer. Every name listed and read today for All Saints Sunday of a person that we have loved, cared for, and that has died and entered into the larger life with God, the reality is that we are still knit together with them in the communion and fellowship with God. That's the first thing. The second is that we remember our call. Remember that we have a call from God to begin to live into this connection of the ways of heaven and the ways of earth in the here and now. We do so by the giving of our own time, talents, treasures, and ways that contributes to God's will being done here on earth as in heaven. This is why we've been making such a big deal about all those pledges for the coming year. Pledges that will help this community of faith do just that, to live into the connection that you have heard about today. That's what it is really all about. And so today we remember those that have come before us and we make a promise to God that we'll give ourselves into the community so that as individuals, as well as the larger community, we will be doing God's work in this world. Connection. It's a call to an awareness that we are connected to everyone and everything. Connection. It's an invitation to deeper our relationship with God, with our true self, with the true self of others, and with the whole of creation. Connection. It's a word to keep and a word to use each and every day. May it be so. Amen.